Hi, and welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and after teaching kids yoga for over a decade and being immersed in the industry, I created this podcast as a warm and supportive place for parents, teachers, caregivers, and kids yoga professionals to gather. Episodes include conversations with kids yoga teachers, business owners, and authors, child development experts, informational episodes on specific kids yoga topics, yoga adventures for children, and even the voices of children themselves. It is my hope that you can come here each week and gain inspiration and form connection with your fellow kids yoga community. Welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome back to the Kids Yoga Podcast. My name is Jessica. This week, I'm joined by Patty Wildeson. Patty lives in Southern California with her husband and two adult children. Her son, Kaylor, who was diagnosed early in his life with autism, an overgrowth disorder called Soto Syndrome, has been a driving force in her personal journey and an inspiration for teaching special populations. Patty has taught kundalini yoga since 2004 to all levels and abilities and quickly realized that she loved working with non-typical yogis, seniors, and kids with special needs. This has fueled her passion and commitment to make yoga accessible to everyone through acceptance, modification, and choices. She is a level two certified kundalini yoga teacher. Prior to teaching yoga, Patty was a counselor by profession, working primarily with people in chemical dependency rehabilitation facilities. Her background in human development and helping others to succeed carries over naturally into her teaching and writing. In the beginning of her yoga journey, Patty was given the spiritual name of Patwant Kar. The destiny provided by the name translates as the princess who is the keeper of the honor. She's honored to maintain, expand, and share her life and the yogic teachings with extraordinary groups of people. Patty is also the author of the new book, Yogable, Gentle Yoga for Special Populations. Patty, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so thrilled that you can be here and that we can connect. Um, and like I do with all my guests, I like to start at the beginning of your yoga journey. So I'd love to hear how did you first find yoga and then how did it impact your life? Wow. Okay. <laughs> my challenge will be keeping it brief. <laughs> um, so when my kids were young, I have adult children and when they were young, I, um, had a, an episode that landed me in the emergency room. And so it was heart beating and palpitations and dizziness. And, and so nothing could be found. They thought, Oh, it's anxiety. And I thought, well, all right, you know, I've not really had panic before and, and it persisted. And so I was going to be given this um, uh, urgent um, appointment to the cardiologist. And the morning I was supposed to go um, was the morning of nine 11. And so everything was put on hold and I couldn't get in for another three months. So, I, you know, it was just, it was kind of a crazy time in our yes. history and in yes. our community anyway. And um, so, you know, with all that, this, you know, stress didn't help. And, and, um, and so the, these symptoms had persisted and my husband had 
our local gym, there was a Kundalini yoga class. He had went one morning to the beginner class and he's like, you know, you need to go. And I just, you know, it's kind of beside myself, didn't know what to do. And so finally I said, okay, I'll, I'll go with you. And um, basically he's like quit sitting around the house, waiting to have a heart attack and we're going to go to yoga. You know, I'm like, I'm these little kids. I, you know, I need to be around. And, and I felt like the teacher was talking to me. So it just felt so, you know, like if, if there were maybe 30 people in the room, but I felt like every word was just directed at me. Um, the practice was as a beginning class, it was very gentle, moving the body. It was very much about, you know, nurturing the spirit and the soul. And, and I was hooked. And, and that's actually what got me through the next couple of years. Like, okay, I have yoga on Sunday morning, Tuesday night. And then I started adding all different types of yoga in the, in the mornings because I just was so hooked. Um, but it got me through two years until um, the medical community was able to find out it was a thyroid issue. Mm. So it wasn't in my mind. It wasn't this, it wasn't that, but you know, like it was literally like, I feel saved my life at the time. It was somewhere safe. I could go and just take care of me. And so that was my, uh, wow. wow. I was hooked from the first time because I just, you know, it was so powerful for me. Right. And so you started with Kundalini yoga and you're the first person I'm having on who teaches Kundalini yoga. And it's so different than other styles of yoga. I think that the quote unquote popular styles that people think about, with, yeah. which are very asana based and pose based. So I'd love for you just to like talk a little bit about what Kundalini yoga is and the principles behind it, because I've taken a few classes and I think it's, it's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. But it is different. Sometimes we do stuff that's, you know, frankly, a little weird <laughs> with the breath, the intensity of the breath and movement. And, and so the, so yoga has roughly 108 postures and all kinds of variations. So we share those within kundalini yoga um, but we do a lot of movement that is like a fast repetition so maybe you know like scooping up over or maybe like a swimming motion um, and this is all designed to uh, tap into the nervous system to strengthen it um, kind of rapid motions that we do in a powerful breath the breath expedites the effects of the exercise um, and then the stop and or the rapid movements uh, trick the nervous, I don't want to say trick, but train the nervous system. The nervous system thinks that we've started and stopped over and over again. And what this does is it promotes um, more rapid learning and integration and strengthening of the nervous system. So many of the postures we share, many are um, unique to Kundalini yoga, but it's about embracing all of these aspects of yoga. So we've got our eight limbs and then roughly 22 branches or so. So we use mantra, which is was chanting, uh, mudra, hand position, asana, relaxation, meditation. Um, most of the class prepares the nervous system to uh, receive the meditation. So me there's a huge emphasis on meditation. And it's about, and really all yoga is, but I think, you know, if you're, if you've never been to yoga and you're looking at the magazines in the supermarket checkout, checkout aisle, you're like, oh, I can't do that. And so it's, a lot of people are, you know, kind of discouraged because they're showing these beautiful postures in this and, and Kundalini Yoga, the emphasis is on the experience, not the perfection of posture. So like, how do you feel during class? What do you take with you? And I think really yoga in general, this is the ultimate goal is what is your experience and how does it support your lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. And it's funny, like, well, 
the emphasis on the nervous system, I think now the science is all catching up with this. The fact that you did this and you were like, oh, I feel better. And so many people have that experience. You do yoga and you're like, I just feel better. And you can't explain why, but to now there's science behind it saying that it's activating our nervous system to help, to help, tell our, help our body to relax on a bodily level. So I think that's yeah. just so it's, it's wonderful to have that focus. Um, what made you or inspired you to begin teaching Kundalini yoga, first of all, become becoming a teacher and then to share that with special populations? So um, I probably knew six months into practicing yoga that I wanted to teach. Um, I'm a counselor by profession. And so I thought, oh, this is great. There's so many techniques to bring in for stress relief and just, you know, kind of energy regulation and management, just, the, you know, like such a great practice. So um, I probably knew six months in I wanted to, and, and maybe it was a year and a half later, I took teacher training and, and um, you know, I, I, my intention, I was in the best shape of my life then. <laughs> I was early 30s. I was like, okay, I'm, you know, really good shape. I was just going to go out and teach classes. Let's go. Um, and I ended up in the local yoga studio um, teaching a gentle class. And so I'm like looking around like, okay, what do I do? And so I quickly learned that, you know, any of our yoga kriyas, postures, breath, meditation can be um, adapted so that anyone can practice. So I just embraced it. I've, I've been teaching those time frames since like same Tuesday, Thursday classes since uh, probably 2004. So it's like I have students that have come that long. I mean, I just love it. And, and then a few years later, I, I do have a, a son who's autistic. So he is 23 now and I, probably well over a decade, maybe he was 10 or 11 when he was my inspiration because I would bring them into other classes. You know, kids sometimes do better when it's not their mom teaching. Oh, yes. <laughs> They and other teachers know way more than I do, according to you know the kids. So, right, right. but he was an inspiration. So we just started at this local um, yoga studio, and because my son I'm so involved, we've got a really large um, community of special needs parents and kids. Being you know right outside of Los Angeles, so right on the outskirts, it's a large, very populated, and so a lot of um, kids that were able to serve. So I do all ages, and it was just kind of you know, let's jump in and see what happens. I, I wasn't real sure. I knew what my son was capable of, but um, it was just about showing up saying yes. And okay, let's see what's going to happen. Mm, I love that you, you did the teacher training and then had this one idea of where you were going with it. And it's funny how life just happens and it's like, oh, okay, I'm, we're doing gentle yoga. And then that, how that has led you to where you are now. Well, I love in your book, when you say, if you can breathe, you can do yoga. Um, that's like, that's the ultimate message that I hope to get out there, like with talking with people about yoga, because there's just so many misconceptions about what yoga is. Um, so I'd love to hear about your book, Yoga Bowl, and like your inspiration behind it. And, um, what, what made you decide to write it? And what was the process like in getting it published? Oh, let's, well, the, um, 
So the title actually came from the quote that you picked out of the book. Like, if you can breathe, you can do yoga. I, I used to say, or I do still, but I would say more frequently back then, like yoga is doable for anybody. If you can breathe, you can do yoga because it's not about getting into a fancy pretzel. It's, you know, like, let's be present with our breath. Let's just be present in our body. All we have to do is be. And so that's kind of the premise behind if you can breathe, you could do yoga. And, um, and since then, yeah, I've taught kids that are, you know, most of the body's paralyzed and they're in wheelchairs, but they're doing yoga. And so it's, it's just true. I've seen it um, unfold. Um, so the, and the title actually came from it. So one morning in class, I was teaching and I was sick, trying to say yoga is doable for everyone. And it came out yoga bowl. And so I joked, I mean, this was probably 10 years ago. I joked, oh, like I have a title for a book. You know? And so I just kind of laughed it off, but it kind of, it stuck with me. And then as I began to teach more and more special needs um, yoga classes to kids. So I say kids, the whole family comes, it's family style, but our kids are, you know, anywhere from, um, you know, young toddlers to, uh, you know, 30, 40 years old. So everybody's welcome. It's very, it's like kids style. We don't do, we're not doing you have to hold this and do this and do it. we have fun, right? We're moving. They just think they're having fun. They don't care that they're working on the nervous system and balance and, you know, on and on. So that inspired me because I had experiences as these kids just, you know, blow my mind. They leave me in wonder and awe. And so I wanted to share that. And also what I found is that, it, it, so all of this has happened before we really, um, at least for me, was up, we're up on any, there, there was no social media, there was that kind of stuff so that dates me a little bit, but it wasn't easy to just like look on Instagram or Facebook and see, well, what are people doing with kids yoga? And, and then how, what are we doing with special needs? And then even in the last couple, couple of years, I've had to get more on the ball. So mm. I'm not, I'm finding a lot for kids, but, um, you know, not so much for special needs. And I found that, um, like in our own yoga studio, if I was going to be away, I had a really hard time finding a sub because people would be nervous. Like, well, how am I going to teach students that are nonverbal? Or how do I teach students that are rocking or making noise through the whole class? Like, you know, what do I, I do? And so I thought, you know, we need to, I, I want to teach people how to do it. I want to, you know, this, I'm hoping that the book um, for yoga teachers, or, you know, maybe even in school using some tips, like how do we, you know, start up and and teach a class for a special needs population. And ours is very diverse, a lot of autism, Down syndrome, but we've got um, all kinds of developmental delays and, um, and, and some physical delays as well. Hmm. Yeah, it's so wonderful. It's, um, it's just truly that yoga is for everybody and showing that. And I, I love how you said that you take the approach of, of kids yoga, no matter what the age is in the room, which is, essentially like adult yoga is generally very serious and quiet yeah. and kids yoga is pretty much the opposite. So yeah. I love that. I can see how you're forming such a community and why people, you know, want to come back and just feel good. And meanwhile, you're doing all these things that are helping their bodies and their minds. So um, I'd love to hear from you. What has been, let's start with what the greatest challenge has been in, in doing this kind of work. And then we'll go to the greatest reward. So <laughs> I, I kind of laugh. I'm like, I don't know if I should share. So some of the mm. challenges have really been, um, establishing, um, I would say the physical boundaries, like coming in and trying to find a balance between, okay, this is like a lot of yoga studios. Here's our etiquette. Here's how we act in the yoga studio. 
you know, forget it. But yes, we want to teach some of that. Like, how can we really come in and find quiet? How, when we get to deep relaxation for kids that are just naturally noisy and wiggly, they're allowed to be that way. But how do we get them to be maybe a little more quiet? And 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 so we just work with it slowly, and um, so they can maybe take that one deep breath and let it all go, and really allowing everything allowing people to be who they are, these kids to be who they are, but also creating the structure. So it's like boundaries and structure, but also line and who to be. And some of them, you know, like I just get touched and this is the most challenging thing. And this sounds horrible, but the, the first things that I thought of is like, you know, sometimes I'm just trying to get like, okay, your hands have been in your pants. I don't want your hands <laughs> to my face. So this is yes. like literally what I'm yes. dealing with sometimes. And I love them, but those would be, you know, that's, that's the real, that's the real deal. (laughs) Yep. These are the, right. It's like, you're, like you said, you're allowing everyone to be who they are and express themselves, but then you need boundaries. And then you're also trying to have your own boundaries. It's so much going on at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not touch my face now. Thank you very much. Right. That's a firm boundary for me. Yeah. 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 I mean, and it's all, yeah, it just unrolls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what has been the greatest reward for you? Um, probably just, you know, creating relationships with these really unique and special people, um, seeing the growth. It's just, you know, it's joyful because not verbal or nonverbal. So this is one of the things I love. So in Kundalini Yoga, we tune in with an opening mantra in the beginning of class. And so I do that even if I have nonverbal because they participate in sound vibration with their voice, whether they can speak words or not. It is amazing. And so that to me always just blows me away. I get goosebumps, you know, like they're just in that sound vibration um, with their voice, but without words. So that's something that's very amazing to me. Um, And then the joy too, of just seeing uh, people grow and, and just being able to spend time. And sometimes you get those like little aha moments. So it's really, I think just spending time with these, um, I would say most of them are quite honest. They mm. don't hold back. They're going to, you know, they don't like something I'm going to know. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But I think what's, what is, um, I'm trying to find the words for it is that they are authentically who they are. There's not a, any pretense or I'm trying to be this or that. They just show up as who they are. <laughs> yes. Right. I know it's, it's really refreshing to, to be around that actually, to, to, you know, the way kids are so open and, um, yeah, I think it reminds us to kind of let go. Like you said, if you're doing something they don't like, they're going to let you know. So you're going to, you're humbled constantly. And these kids do it and adults like, you know, they may, may be, um, like I have adults, but they're some of the levels, you know, they're functioning more like children. And right. so that's why the family yoga is fun, but you know, just like you're any neurotypical kid that you can't like pull the wool over their eyes. You can't know that they're like on it and will hold you accountable. And so that's, you know, refreshing too. But sometimes like, oh yeah, I can't slide. They're going to, you know, be on it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what are your hopes and dreams for the work you're doing and also for your book now that it is out? I know it's out. Yay. Uh, well, 
I'm hoping, uh, I mean, I think the main hope is that it's well received in the community, that people find it helpful. Um, I'm so excited to actually be sharing in the book um, information that I've not seen published before, um, specific to the aura uh, for autistic individuals and those with sensory processing issues and how yoga can help that um, to smooth the aura. It, it, it's, yeah, so that's been exciting to just kind of learn more. And um, I think with the ultimate goal is I would like to, I don't need to be the one teaching all the classes. <laughs> I want other people mm-hmm. to do it. So I would love to travel and, you know, teach people how to, so you've got a community here. Do you want to set up special needs uh, yoga class or do you need to learn how to, you know, really teach a gentle class for seniors? What are the needs of what in, within special populations? And can I, you know, help, help you teach you how and get things up and going uh, for other studios um, around, you know, through the United States. My, my yeah. first plan is like cities where I know people already. Oh, okay, I'll go visit and, you know, maybe reach out to some studios and, um, and do some workshops at the same time. So I want to share it. I, wanted, I want other people to be able to um, get, reap the benefits from doing, what, you know, what I do. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's how you reach more people. It's by training other people to teach classes. And then, you know, then, then it's not like you said, it's not just you teaching all the classes all the time. That also gets, I'm sure you've been doing this so long. I, I know I've, when I've taught a lot, I was got to the place of burnout. So I'm sure that for you after a while, you probably, you know, need a little breather and <laughs> it would be, yeah, nice to have others be able to Yeah, I'm more, I, more balanced with my time. When I was first teaching, yeah. I was like 10, sometimes more classes than 10 a week. And I, I don't, wow. I don't do that to myself anymore. So I'm pretty much at five, sometimes six during the summer when there's camps and things, I do a lot of like extras, uh, for the kids, but yeah, otherwise I, I, because I'm still, even though my son has grown, I'm still a full-time mom. Like that's still mm-hmm. a 24 seven deal. So I, I'm a little more, um, balanced in my own energy yeah. say, than I was years ago. Right. And that's, you have to be in order to take care of yourself and sustain the work that you're doing and and offer the best that you can. Um, So I'd love from your perspective to hear a kid's yoga gem. That's Mm -hmm. how I always end. So it's a little piece of advice, like your, your golden rule for anyone who is sharing yoga with children. What would that be? Uh, I think um, like the main thing that comes to mind is fun. So there's no rigidity. Uh, I just kind of present the class and I go, I don't go around. I don't make anybody do everything. Like they might do a posture, like three postures later, do one and they're like, okay, great. You know, that we, we've already done. So I, I just present, I don't force anything. Um, I let everybody participate at their own level and I try for it to be fun. Um, I really like to include meditation. Every class gets meditation and meditation is fun. So for the kids, it's not necessarily like sitting down, let's just be quiet and breathe. You know, meditation can be that, but we use a lot of singing, a lot of mantra and movement and song because it's through that vibration and movement, we're bringing the kids into the present moment. So they're just here right now uh, through these external you know, movements and vibrations. So fun, fun, fun would be my, uh, my one gem and the meditation can be fun too. Again, it doesn't have to be serious. Let it be fun. Yes. I love that saying meditation is fun. Just that I think 
so many people, they picture just sitting silently and that there's so many ways to come at it, especially in kids yoga. So thank you for that. It's really, yeah. really good advice. Um, <laughs> and to be quiet. Nah. <laughs> nope. Yep. Not going to happen. And then it's not enjoyable for anybody. Right. Right. So I want people to be able to find you, find your work. So the book Yogable, uh, a gentle approach to yoga for special populations. It's on, um, uh, Amazon, you can find it online, Barnes and Noble, Balboa Press is the publisher. So they actually are selling it directly as well. My website, it lists all of those as well. And you can see uh, for anybody who's local who wants to come to activities or if somebody wants to, you know, find out about hosting a workshop at their studio or their, in their city, my website is um, Patty Yogable. So P-A-T-T-Y and then yogable.com. And Beautiful. Yeah. And you're also on Instagram, right? You're I am on Instagram. So it's Patty Yogable, but there's an underscore Patty underscore Yogable. So that's okay. okay, great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your experience. I think this was such valuable information for everyone listening and the work you're doing is so important. So just keep on going and congratulations on your book. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks so much for having me. This has been fun. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I appreciate it. Yes. All right. Have a wonderful evening. You too. Okay. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to support the Kids Yoga Podcast, here are a few ways you can do that. Visit www.thekidsyogapodcast.com. Here you'll see a link to my Patreon page and you will see different monthly subscriptions, which will offer you added benefits. You can also contact me through the website and see all of the episodes that have been released so far. In addition, I truly appreciate those five-star reviews and ratings because it just brings so many more people to the show and it just means the world. So if you feel compelled, a rating and review and press that subscribe button as well. So if you want to get in touch, shoot me an email, thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow The Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Again, thank you so much for being here.